The state of Kansas recently announced its COVID-19 vaccine plan. When can you expect the vaccine to be available to you? On this episode, we'll discuss the phases of the plan, including which groups will get the vaccine first. Also learn what to expect when you get vaccinated. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Teresa Freed, a Johnson County resident and employee of Johnson County government. After many months of waiting, the COVID-19 vaccine will soon find its way to Kansas. Although we can't expect the virus to vanish as soon as the vaccine arrives in the state, it's the hope many people have been searching for. Here to talk more about what vaccine distribution will look like here in Johnson County is Nancy Taos with the Johnson County Department of Health and Environment. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, first off, just uh, tell us a little bit about your role with the health department. Uh, my role, I am the health services division director, and uh, one of my programs in the division is the immunization program, as well as the preparedness program. So we're working very closely together. All right. Well, we are certainly anxious to hear more about what's happening here in the county. But first, here's Governor Laura Kelly. This is from a news conference last week when she announced the vaccine distribution plan. Before I get into the specifics, I want to stress that we are still in the very early stages of vaccine production and deployment. And as happened early on in the pandemic, I anticipate information and guidelines will be amended and evolved rapidly. Since the start of the pandemic, I vowed that I would be straightforward and honest with the people of Kansas and that my administration would follow the guidelines of our scientists and public health experts. I understand the significance of what a widespread vaccination program will do for our health, our economy, and our schools, and I remain committed to transparency throughout the process. Now, in terms of the COVID-19 vaccine, here is what we know right now. COVID-19 vaccines produced by Pfizer and Moderna could be authorized for emergency use by the Food and Drug Administration uh, as soon as December 10th and December 14th, respectively. A third company, AstraZeneca, also has a vaccine in clinical trials, but no date for an emergency use authorization has been set. Kansas is estimated to receive 24,000 doses in our first shipment of the vaccine, which will come from Pfizer. This shipment could arrive in our state as soon as mid-December. While we are estimating the first shipment from Moderna will arrive shortly thereafter, and with shipments from both continuing to arrive on a weekly basis. In all, we're preparing for approximately 150,000 doses by the end of the month. My administration's vaccine distribution framework is in line with CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices recommendations. Importantly, the vaccine will be made available based on principles of maximizing benefit, minimizing harm, and striving for equity, justice, and fairness. The distribution order will begin with high-risk healthcare workers and nursing facility residents. Those will be phase one groups. Phase two, and, and I must also say that there will be others who will be added uh, to the phase one group as we're putting together this plan. Phase two will be those non-high risk who are 65 age, years of age or older. Phase three is the non-high risk under 65 years of age. 
We've created a timeline for vaccine distribution. Obviously, adherence to our timeline will be dependent on receiving the materials from the companies. We'll work to ensure that as many phase one groups as possible are vaccinated by the end of the month. Phase two and three will be administered the vaccine on a rolling basis between the winter and late spring. At the state level, the Kansas Department of Health and Environment is working with healthcare providers across the state to be ready to vaccinate Kansans when we receive the vaccine. More than 200 providers are in the process of signing up to distribute vaccines or have already signed up. This number is growing quickly and we expect it to continue to do so. These providers must meet certain licensing requirements, agree to the conditions set forth for administering the vaccine by the CDC, and must be able to provide certain key minimum data requirements. Vaccines will be delivered to pre-positioned locations equipped for ultra-cold storage throughout Kansas. Uh, the ultra-cold storage temperatures are required to store only the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, we'll be setting up other storage possibilities for Moderna. Uh, due to security reasons, we will not disclose the locations of these facilities. From these locations, vaccines will be distributed broadly to provide vaccine coverage to healthcare workers initially. We have laid our framework uh, to prioritize vaccine delivery to those on the front lines of our pandemic response or those disproportionately affected by the virus. With this schedule, we intend to protect the greatest number of Kansans, foster economic recovery, and get our kids back into our school buildings as quickly and safely as possible. The vaccines themselves will be free. However, vaccination providers are allowed to charge an administrative fee for giving the shot. But no one will be turned away if they cannot afford the administrative fee. I understand some Kansans may have hesitations about getting vaccinated. To date, the vaccines in trial have been tested on tens of thousands of people and have passed safe, safety requirements in both phase one and phase two trials. As an additional layer of checks and balances, an external advisory board made up of medical and research professionals using additional public health data will review final COVID-19 vaccine data. Lastly, I would like to remind everyone listening that we did not begin uh, manufacturing coronavirus vaccines at the outset of this pandemic. America's best medical and research professionals have been working for years on coronaviruses for things like SARS, which is also a coronavirus. If you remember at the beginning of this, this was called a novel coronavirus because it was different than SARS, but it's in the same family. Uh, the lessons learned through the developments with SARS uh, are being applied today, which probably what allowed uh, these companies to move at warp speed uh, to develop these uh, vaccines. Before I take questions, I want to reiterate that this news of an upcoming vaccine does not mean we should take our foot off the gas. We must continue to encourage widespread testing, wear face coverings, and employ other mitigation strategies. Listen to advice from our public health experts on the local, state, and national levels. So we know additional clarification has since been added with more phases, but generally we know the vaccine is on the way. So uh, Nancy, can you talk a little bit about some of the work that's happening right now here in Johnson County to get ready for the distribution? Sure, sure. Uh, we've been planning with other departments in the county for a few months now, uh, just what support would we need to be able to administer 
administer the vaccine, uh, having to where would we uh, be administering the vaccine, and, and of course, when the vaccine would come. Um, so that, again, and we're working with the, the state of Kansas, obviously, and we've been having a meeting. There's a vaccine planning committee that meets weekly. With that, there's also an ethics committee. Those are the main the main planning things, as well as, you know, our own department just working, to, you know, talking amongst ourselves. And again, we, ha we have to remember, too, that we've been doing mass vaccination for uh, quite a long time. So we're really excited to be able to start uh, administering and distributing this vaccine. And you mentioned there's an ethics work group. Can you talk a little bit about what, what that involves and what's that? About? Well, that is a state uh, state committee again, and uh, they have various people from throughout the state that are, are looking at, again, vaccine distribution, how, how it can it be distributed fairly? How, how can we distribute the vaccine fairly? And uh, I am not on that committee, but that is going simultaneously along with just the basic vaccine planning committee. I'm sure that's a really important um, part of this process because there's going to be a limited amount of vaccine available initially. And then as time goes on, we'll get more and, and more right. people will be able to get vaccinated. Um, right. There has been some interest from providers who wanna be able to right. offer the vaccine. Can you talk a little bit about um, not necessarily who the, the providers are here in Johnson County, but what the interest level is, and then also how do they get registered to provide it? Right. That, this is a program, again, that the state was uh, in, in charge of, and uh, different hospitals, uh, different private providers, uh, pharmacies could enroll in this program. And so that way, the vaccine would be sent directly to those providers. That's different than the way the H1N1 vaccine was, you know, 10 years ago, where the health department was the main uh, person, main facility that was being uh, the vaccine was being distributed to. So this way, hopefully it will be there will be much more access after the vaccine becomes readily available. And I'm sure there are some unique circumstances too with this vaccine that we've got at least several different distributors or providers of the vaccine, right, um, right. manufacturers, I guess you might say. And then they all have different conditions at which the, the vaccine needs to be handled. So can you talk a little bit about that? Right, the first vaccine, uh, as everyone's probably read, a Pfizer vaccine, it needs to be kept ultra cold and it's about minus 80 degrees, minus 85 degrees. Uh, and that, so that needs to be kept in an ultra cold freezer uh, and it, it's, there's very uh, specific uh, ways of, of handling and, it, again, storage of the vaccine. So that probably will be much more limited because they're not all facilities, especially private providers' offices, don't have that capability to, to keep that, store that vaccine. The second vaccine, the Moderma vaccine, is, is more, I don't want to say normal, but kept people are, are more that, that store vaccine now. It's stored in the same way. So that will be like a little easier to store as well as to transport to different facilities to do that. And then again, as the, as the other vaccines are released, approved and released, then I think most of them then are more normal storage capabilities for people to, to have that. So it is gonna be a little tricky at first. And um, as each vaccine is released, the specifics will be sent along with those vaccines other than what we've seen already, which, which is limited. Uh, and the specifics and the amount of vaccine. So when you say a normal storage situation, mm -hmm. I, I've been to the health department and I've seen where the, the flu vaccines right. are in a small refrigerator, right. you can get to it very easily. Right. So is, is that the kind of thing we're talking about? Yeah, either a normal a freezer, 
or a temperature or a normal refrigerator where, again, most, most vaccines that we have now are just stored in the refrigerator and we monitor those, of course, twice a day. But, but some uh, are like a varicella vaccine is in the freezer, but those are kept in normal freezer temps that you would just think normally as well as normal refrigerator temps. So again, much, much easier to store and transport. So access is very important. Uh, the question, of course, is will the health department have this vaccine? We hope so. Uh, we hope so. Uh, there's uh, the first shipments, again, uh, are going to be limited. And we still really still don't know how, how many doses will be distributed because you're looking at the entire state of Kansas. You're not just looking at Johnson County. Uh, so they'll look at population, but until we get the vaccine, we will not know. I, again, I, I hope I was hoping that we would get some of the ultra cold initially since we do have that capability here now, uh, but, but I, I do not know. And we cannot order vaccine right away. That will be determined uh, by, by, by the feds and then uh, sent down to the state. So we'll just have to wait and see. And the one good piece we heard about the vaccine is that it will be free. Um, some providers may be able to do a, an administrative charge um, mm -hmm. within their offices, but for the most part, no one will be turned away so that Correct. everyone can get this no, vaccine. No, everybody can get it at no cost, yes. And why is that so important that this vaccine be available to everyone? Well, again, we have a pandemic. We want to uh, reach as many people as we can. Of course, there's specific phases, like you said, but again, it we want to get it into as many arms as possible as quickly as we can. And again, it, it, it will be in phases. It will depend on how much vaccine is released as, as time goes on. So we'll just have to see. This vaccine has obviously been developed uh, very quickly in response mm -hmm. to the pandemic. So there are people who are very skeptical about uh, whether it's safe. Can you talk right. a little bit about the safety measures that are in place? Right, right. First of all, this is, um, really a, uh, we're very vaccine advocates. This is just uh, phenomenal how this vaccine has been developed. It's gone through normal phases as any vaccine would, obviously much faster, but the vaccine is safe. And again, it's gone through the normal phases, so people should not be concerned about the safety of the vaccine. And one thing I know um, people are very interested in, in uh, sharing at the outset is that this will be similar to the flu vaccine in that you may have mild symptoms. Uh, so people wonder, is this, a, is this the actual virus that's being injected to me into my arm? No, they're not injecting a live vaccine in, into, into anyone. And there might be, again, we don't know specific specifics about each vaccine other than you, know, you could get a sore arm, you could get a fever, you could get aches. Uh, you know, and feel maybe feel crummy, but everyone is different, and everybody you know responds differently to vaccine. So I, you, you know, you need to expect those things, or or maybe not. You know, maybe you won't have a thing. But but yeah, so it's yeah. So just 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 be aware of that. And again, as each vaccine comes out, there will be more specifics uh, specifically to that vaccine. Sounds good. And we know that the coronavirus vaccines have been in development for many, many years. So not just just this year. So can you talk about that too? Yeah, you have SARS, you had SARS, you have the um, uh, the Middle Eastern uh, virus. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's not just that yesterday they decided to develop the SARS vaccine. No, they have been in development for for years. Mm -hmm. So we're just talking about a new strain of that virus. Yes. Yeah. Specific to this. Uh, yes. Again. 
it's gone through, uh, this vaccine has progressed through the phases just like a normal, any other vaccine has. So it's gone through the safety, uh, you know, the safety measures, the tests with different, you know, populations. Again, the first vaccines that have, that will be approved, hopefully by uh, EUA, are more for adults. And so the children's vaccine will probably come later. We talked about uh, different manufacturers for the vaccine. When someone goes to their doctor's office, for example, will they ask for a specific uh, version of that or will they get whatever is available? Uh, Probably they'll get whatever's there. Now, I know with um, the long-term care facilities have a separate program and they're working with pharmacies that will, the personnel will actually go into the long-term care facilities and administer the vaccine. They need to pick which vaccine that they're going to use, the first two. And again, with, with these vaccines that come out too, they need to have, they each of them require two doses and they need to be the same vaccine. But I think eventually maybe you will be able to pick the vaccine that you want to get at your provider's office but not initially. And I think it's going to be whatever is distributed as in, you know, whatever amount they have and they'll distribute that. So you mentioned two doses. That is different from the regular flu vaccine, I think with the exception of a a young child. Um, Right. Can you talk about what's the spacing on, on when you need to get those? Sure. Uh, The Pfizer vaccine, there's a, there's a 21 day spacing between and the Moderma vaccine, there's 28 day between them. So what does that mean in terms of coverage? Does that mean after that first vaccine, you are not um, covered until you have that second one or you have some protection yeah. or what does it mean? Oh, again, just like a, another vaccine with that has multiple doses, uh, you won't get the full uh, protection until you've had the second dose. But again, again, we don't you know. I would think, you know, you're talking 90, 95 percent effectiveness with uh, both these two first vaccines. So uh, compare it maybe to a hepatitis A vaccine or hepatitis B vaccine, where you might get like 70% after after the first dose. But again, more specifics, I think, will come out of there. But you do, it's very important that you do get that second dose. And are we anticipating that this will be a yearly occurrence like the flu vaccine, or will this be a once and you're done? I don't think that's known yet. I've, I've seen both. I, I Yeah, I've seen both that Oh, no, they don't know how long the effectiveness is. So I think we'll just have to see on that too. Okay. And another thing, you mentioned uh, children uh, Mm -hmm. wouldn't be getting this vaccine. They were not part of those testing trials as well. No, Um, no. I think they're they're undergoing. One of the vaccines is um, not out yet. I think it's going through testing trials, but these were not. No, no. So they are included, I think, in in one of the final phases. Is that right? Okay, so how soon before children might get vaccinated? It depends on which vaccine, what the trials, whatever, one of the the other vaccines that are are in this process uh, gets gets approved after they've done enough testing before they do that. So it it might not be till late spring, summer, but again, I, I would hesitate to say a specific month because I don't know. And I'm sure, you know, that's a concern for parents as they're pondering, you know, what next school year is going to look like. So hopefully by the time Schools back in session, things right. will look very, very different. We'll be back to a somewhat right. normal school year, right. I guess. That too. Yes. Well, how will people know when it's their turn to be vaccinated? Will they get a call um, letting them know they're in the right phase, or do they just need to pay attention to those phase rollouts? Well, both. I think uh, we hope that they'll they will be uh, there will be um, a system 
or we can put out the word, I say, about, okay, now we're, we're working, we're in this phase, we're working in with this group of, of individuals, this group of people, and then just put the, put the word out, send notices out, you know, by multiple uh, ways, so people will know, yeah, okay, now you, it's your turn, as you say, we're looking at this specific population. And they're, they're, it's very important that we communicate because, you know, as well as with the safety, as well as which group is getting vaccinated and, and you know, when it is your, your turn, so to speak, that to, to get vaccinated. Because I hope there'll be a lot of interest in it. I, I know some people are hesitant about it, but, but we hope that there'll be, you know, a lot of people that, hey, yeah, I do want this vaccine. And can you talk again, the initial group that's going to receive the vaccine, who are those? Right, right. We're looking at um, long-term care facility residents, as well as the healthcare uh, personnel that, that work there. Uh, that's in the hospital personnel that actually care for COVID patients. Uh, and then we'll go down to um, probably the, the EMS, the first responders in that first group. So, and again, uh, it might take a little more time, depending again on how many doses are distributed before, oh, we've, all, we've done all the nursing homes now, all the long-term care facilities so that we go to the next phase. Because it might take a little bit, hey, we got this much vaccine first, we'll do this many facilities and then we'll have to maybe do the rest of the facilities. So again, depending on the amount of vaccine doses available. So those people who are in that first phase, they'll get that initial dose and mm -hmm. there won't be any kind of hesitation in, in getting their second dose because of the rollout, right? They'll still get their, their second dose at the right time. Yes, that's correct. Yes. Okay. Um, and some of the higher risk groups are also mm -hmm. going to be included in those those first and second tiers of, of rollout. Right. So that would include right. people who are over 65 and then right. have other uh, conditions. Other that comorbidities. Risk. Yes, that's, that's correct. That's okay. correct. Okay. And uh, then after that, it's going to go down to those <laughs> who are just 65 and older, but don't have those, those higher right. risks. Right, okay. right, right, right. And just work its way down to the general public. Yes. So for somebody who's like a healthy middle-aged woman, like myself, more or less healthy <laughs> and more or less middle-aged, uh, so when might I, might I expect to, to get vaccinated? Well, that would probably be in phase three. So again, again, we're probably looking, you know, late, late spring, early summer. And again, it could completely turn around and, and be distributed faster than, than we think, which would be great. Or there could be some, you know, hangups with distribution. So we just we just want to remain hopeful and just really aware of what's you know what's going on and who's being vaccinated and who's next. And just my last question, uh -huh. we know that this is going to take some time, and so we we all want to be patient and right. we want things to get back to normal. But in the meantime, until we are have that herd immunity <laughs> achieved, we need right. to continue to follow the safety precautions. So can you just That's talk correct. about that? Yes, please continue to wear your mask even after you've been vaccinated. The first, you know, any vaccine at least takes at least fourteen days to become effective. So you need to continue to protect people around you, and you know, stay home if you're sick. Uh, don't even, you know, even if you have some snuffles, you don't know for sure what that is. Stay home if you're sick. Say, have your kids stay home if they're sick. Don't go to work and, and social distance. Just, you know, just, just be aware of, of others, no matter where, where you are. All right. That's some great information. And of course, we will have much more about the vaccine and everything COVID in Johnson County. If you go to jocogov.org forward slash coronavirus. Thanks for listening. 
You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JocoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jocogov.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.